Welcome back to the captain's run. Let's get straight into it, shall we? Nico Hines has opened up on his origin axing. Uh, Sharks halfback Nico Hines yesterday spoke to the media on his axing from the New South Wales Blues side this origin series. It was a really, really challenging time and um, you know, I never lost faith in, in my ability. Um, confidence was probably yeah, a bit shot. Um, I feel like I let a lot of people down. I let myself down and that's most importantly I let myself down and um, you know, I said I was ready for it and I thought I was and I still think I am. It's just a, one little moment in a big game can um, you know, bring you back down to earth a little bit. There it is, Nico Hines. Um, very honest, which I really respect. I love to I get get an insight as a fan into rugby league and what our superstars are thinking. And, you know, I love that he's been honest about how he felt about it. What do you reckon, Smithy? Yeah, no, it's he was... Um, yeah, it would have been difficult, I, I guess, to, to speak about that because, you know, every time you bring it up and talk about, like, a moment like that, as he mentioned, um, it brings back um, some not great memories mm. of that time in, in the short period that he played in the in the Sky Blue jersey in this Origin Series. And um, there's no doubt that, you know, after that game, you could see, um, I guess, a bit of a, a, a drop in confidence in, in Nico's football. Um so he played in he played in that first loss in in Adelaide, um, and then the following game was against the Storm, where they got belted the Sharkies, um, which then he missed out subsequently missed out in selection for game two for New South Wales. So there's no doubt that would have knocked his confidence. But I, I actually liked I liked the comment that he made, and it's almost like an admission of of where he was at. And and you know like this is all off the back of him playing great footy, but how he said that you know that. It's it's how quickly, you know, that one little moment that can happen on a footy field, how quickly it can bring you back down to earth. Mm. So, you, you know, like if you think about his rapid rise in, in our game, um, you know, from, play, from coming from, you know, a, a very good uh, football player at the Melbourne Storm who, who filled in, you know, multiple positions. You know, he played for the injured Ryan Pappenhaus and he played for the injured Cameron Munster, played for an injured... Uh, Jerome Hughes. So he played in the seven, six, and one jersey for the Melbourne Storm, and and um, you know enjoyed a lot of success down at that footy club, particularly in 2021 when when he played a huge part in you know their their 19 consecutive wins. But then he moved to the Sharks, and you know got the you know I think the comment was made around um, you know having a team of his own, like running his own team as the number seven, and they went really well last year. Of course he. You know, won the Delian medal, but you know the all the all the there's been a lot of talk and a lot of you know hype around you know Nico Hines and and what he's done and that's great, but I I just love the fact that he he, he was honest about it and said you know that it, it was interesting in how he found that one small moment really brought him back down to earth quickly, mm-hmm. um, and just understanding how to deal with that because up until that point it'd been relatively smooth sailing for Nico Hines. Mm since he's moved from the Melbourne Storm to the Sharkies. The really the only the only challenging period was come in the in the final two games of last year. Yeah. Where they went back to back losses um in the final series where they they lost to the um the Cowboys um at home and then the following week um against the Rabbitohs. So um really honest um feedback from himself. Um, you know, I think we've all seen from Nico that, you know, he's he's his um harshest judge mm. um, no one else you know he'll, he'll always critique himself more than anyone else 
But, you know, he's he's got a job now as the leader of that footy side to, to make sure that he, not just, you know, not, it's not just about the team finishing strongly. He needs to be out there playing his best football, um, which is first and foremost to help the Sharkies finish the best way they can in 2023. Yeah, it's, uh, as I said, it's really good to hear an insight. Um, obviously, you don't want to be go through, you know, so much pressure to a degree, but it's part of the business. I will say, though, and maybe I'm being a bit too, I guess, gracious or a bit too not hard on him, but, I mean, mm. he did, Munster did skip across multiple players before him. You know, no, like that's right. this idea yeah. that this was just purely Nico Hines' fault. Now, he has to take responsibility. Like, when you miss mm. a tackle, that's 100% your responsibility. But, like, mm. let's not forget that I think Munster fended Cleary and skipped across another player as well. Yeah, he got, a, he got past Cleary first. So this idea that he is just the man that caused this problem – the New South Wales, let's let's go wind it back a little bit where New South Wales had 60% of field position and they couldn't score points. That's yeah. where they lost the game, not because Nico Hines missed a tackle, in my opinion, no, anyway. Um, well, hey, hey, Kevin, and, and let's not forget, they were playing against 12 men as well. Yeah. Like, Tom Tom Flegler got sin-binned with 12 minutes to go mm. and they were up by 10 points at the time. So, you know, to, 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 for, for people that are out there singling out um, Nico Hines, and I know we're well past the Origin Series now, but um, for people that singled Nico Hines out for missing that, that last tackle, there's, there's so many things. There's so many small moments in a game that, that add up to um, a loss or a win, mm. either way. And like you said, you know, Munster, um, he beat more than just Nico Hines in that one play. Like he went, he fended off Cleary, he got across Cleary, he got across um, Nico as well, and then drew. Josh Addo Carr, and you know everyone plays their part in in that in that play. Yeah, as to how Queensland were able to get outside them with one less man, and then go down and score a try. So, um, but you know, just speaking specifically on on Nico and his comments there, you know he's he's very honest about his own form and and where he needs to be and where he's at right now. Um, so you know, when you are upfront and honest with yourself. Um, in in your own performances, that's that's when you tend to get the best out of yourself. Mm. Now going forward with Nico Hines, I think I do believe that, as you said, it's how quickly like the game can kind of bring you back down. I think it's also a testament to why we see number sevens usually play their best footy around 29, 30 years old. It's because they've been through all this. We have this is Nico Hines' second year as an NRL mm. seven, second year. Mm. Yeah, well, that's right, mate. They they go through knockbacks. They they get you know knocked down. To re- they get sent back to reserve grade. They have challenging moments through through their career, and there's no doubt that you know they're, they're still learning. He's still learning about how to, you know, not just not just be a seven, but to manage a footy side, manage an entire season. Um, and like I said, like like b- being honest, like last year was a dream run for Nico. Yeah, like the footy side were playing great. Like he, like you know he was playing great footy himself, but. Everything went really well for the Sharkies last year, he, and he picked up the Delian medal, and that was fantastic. Um, but you know, like he's he's gone through a little challenging period at the moment, and he's not the only player that's that's ever suffered that, particularly mm. wearing that 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 number seven jersey. Mm. So there's no doubt that he will he will draw strength from that. Like he'll be a stronger person for it. He'll be a stronger, much stronger um, rugby league player for it as well, and he'll bounce back like. Does he play Origin in the near future? I've got no doubt that he'll that he'll play Origin again. Mm. I've got no doubt about that. 
I guess the predicament you know, with New South Wales, and we don't want to get, sort of get off track too much here, but the predicament that New South Wales have is who do they have in their halves next year? Mm. Well, it's funny you given, say that. Given, given, they, given they played so well in game three, Kempi. It's funny you say that, Smithy. I've actually got our predicted 17 right here for 2024 Blues. <laughs> No, <laughs> <laughs> They've started already. <laughs> <laughs> it's never too early for Origin Chat. It's never too early. Oh, yeah. Oh. I reckon they should um, create markets of like, when will they start? When will we start talking about Origin next year? Like, will it be round one? Will it be pre season? Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it'll, be bef- it'll be before round one, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Oh, it's the, the, best. Rolling, the rolling New South Wales, Queensland side. <laughs> That's the best. Every week it changes. Um, now we've got some text here. Afternoon, <laughs> afternoon boys. Heard you mentioning losing players like Niakota and Kofusi was Paris' biggest issue. Have a look at what those boys are on at clubs. Uh, they went and signed and you will be shocked, I think it is. Sorry. Oh, yeah, you'll be shocked. I think both are on about 600, 800K. Para couldn't compete with that. And once they all signed elsewhere because they wanted to keep Marnie, he then left. So Para tried um, the dirty... Uh, I will say Marnie was not offered a well in my understanding he was not offered a a big contract from the eels mm-hmm. to my understanding he was uh lowballed and that's why he kind of he wanted to say but unfortunately it wasn't enough in regards to those other players yeah fair enough like every club gets approached especially those clubs kind of in the goldilocks zone where you can't guarantee a premiership but you're also in a grand final um my concern is just like you should have preparations for that you know you should have plans in place or or be able to try to keep at least one of them uh what do you reckon smithy yeah, like it's yeah, it's hard, and and that's the challenge. That's the challenge of managing a, like your list and, and a salary cap is that there's only so much money to go around. Mm. Um, but I, I I do think the way of, that you're thinking is that what you what you try to avoid, and sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you can't avoid it. But what you try to avoid is losing a whole stack of players in the one go. Mm. Um, particularly those guys that are that are experienced players. Um, yeah, we've seen we've seen this year, um, you know, as an example, the Melbourne Storm. Um, yeah, they lost both Bromwich boys plus Kafusi and a Brandon Smith. Now they're all um, quite experienced players, particularly you know the Bromwich brothers and and uh, Felice Kafusi. And have a look at the comments that Craig Bellamy has used over the past month to six weeks of the Melbourne Storm. They've just lacked consistency this year. That's what those experienced players bring. That's what they. That's what they bring more than anything else. Is they bring consistency. Now, when you look at younger players coming through and the up and coming superstars and all that sort of stuff, they bring the energy. You know, they bring the excitement, the speed, the power, and all that sort of stuff. But you st- there's still a place for the older player and, and the experienced player, where they 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 know how to get the job done every week. Mm. So it's good to have a good mix, a good blend of you know youth and experience spread throughout your squad. And if you can chuck in a couple of superstars <laughs> in that squad as well, that certainly helps. But you know, talking about that Parramatta situation, when you when you lose a, a group of experienced guys all at once, that's when you, you tend to struggle at, at at periods at you know during periods of the season when you know you're not playing your best footy, you're in the grind of the year, things aren't going well. It's nice to just have those older guys there just to steady the ship a little bit. Well, you look at Storm situation, the best in the business. I, I believe the best player developers we've seen. Um, and, you know, you're still had a, having a great year. You know, you're, uh, I think you're top four still, but you're still having a great year by anyone else's standards. But 
you know, you look at the recruitment, unfortunately, you lost Tino two years ago, you lost Dale two years ago, you lost Cheese, yeah. you lost then you know, all the people you named, the Bromwich brothers, Corfusi. Like, that's a that's a whole pack, like, in a, in a bench yeah. Um, yeah. in two years. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, exactly right, mate. Like, it's an, it's an entire new... Apart from Nelson and Sofa Solomona, mm. it's pretty much the entire forward pack from the Storm in, what, 2021 is gone. Gornski's crazy. Gone. Um, so it's it's incredible, like the turnover and how quickly that can happen. And it's, I think it's also a, a testament to the storm that you're still in the fight, even if you've had that much turnover. Anyway, we're going to head to a break. Mm. Um, after our break, we'll share our rising stars in the NRL, thanks to Bailey Ladders.